Welcome to Ed Leader with your host, Dr. Rob Jackson. Join Dr. Jackson for conversations and reflections on improving educational leadership from the classroom to the boardroom and beyond. Educational leadership is an ever-evolving opportunity to make a real and lasting difference in the lives of students, parents, and the community. And now, here's your host, Dr. Rob Jackson. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Ed Leader Podcast in the ninth episode in the special series on the science of reading, what every Ed Leader should know. I'm your host, Rob Jackson, and I want to thank you for spending time with me today. If you have not, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on your podcast player and share it with your network of colleagues and friends. Your written review on your favorite podcast player, no matter how short, there's extremely helpful and much appreciated. If you're finding value in the podcast, please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review. It's really helpful in growing the podcast and in creating connections with the national and international educational leaders you'd like to hear from. Remember, you can find show notes, links to references that are cited during each episode, and find each of the previous regular episodes and the three special series that we have done at drrobjackson.com. Thank you for your support of this special series on the science of reading. The episodes in this series are interspersed between regular Ed Leader episodes. If you'd like to find direct links to the episodes in this series, take a look at drrobjackson.com, where you'll find a direct link to the series on the menu on the left side of the page. I've set a personal goal to dig into and break down each of the elements of reading comprehension. I'm going to do my best to peel back the rhetoric and get to the heart of what Ed Leaders need to know about the science of reading. Speaking of getting to the heart, Let's get to it. In the first episode of this series, I spent time introducing the science of reading. If you've not listened to that episode, I'd like to encourage you to spend a few moments with it as it grounds the series and undergirds the deconstruction of reading comprehension that I am attempting. If you're looking for that episode, it's episode 69 on the Ed Leader playlist. Previous episodes in the science of reading series have focused on the strands of fluency, background knowledge, sight word recognition, verbal reasoning, literacy knowledge, decoding, and language structures. With this episode, we are continuing deconstructing the reading rope. Today, I'm pulling out the strand of phonological awareness. My guest host for this episode is ChatGPT. ChatGPT is an AI language model developed by OpenAI. Although OpenAI, or artificial intelligence, does not claim personal authorship or intellectual property rights, I have included a citation in the show notes to attribute the content to the AI system that produced it. I've been interested in learning more about ChatGPT and wanted to produce the next episode in the Science of Reading series at the same time. This episode is a melding of those two intellectual challenges. Before focusing on this episode's topic and introducing our guest host, let's reflect on the foundation for this series. The science of reading is undergirded by theories of how students learn to read and comprehend text. At the very basic level is the simple view of reading theory, which states that there are two elements that combine to result in reading comprehension. The simple view of reading formula states, decoding times language comprehension equals reading comprehension. 
From this grew Scarborough's reading rope, as conceived by Dr. Hollis S. Scarborough. Dr. Scarborough believed that the elements of word recognition and the elements of language comprehension all weave together into the rope of reading comprehension. Just like a true rope, the more strands present and the stronger each strand is, the stronger the rope is. The strands of word recognition include decoding, phonological awareness, and sight word recognition. The strands of language comprehension include background knowledge, vocabulary, language structures, verbal reasoning, and literacy knowledge. In this podcast series, my goal is to pull apart the individual strands of reading comprehension and build our shared understanding of what ed leaders need to know about learning to read. So, metaphorically, we grab Scarborough's reading rope and separate the strands of word recognition and language comprehension. Within the word recognition strands, we find the strand that is the topic for today's episode, phonological awareness. For this episode, ChatGPT is voiced by my son, Joshua, a graduate of Auburn University and the co-host of the Leadership Lessons from the GOAT special series on the Ed Leader podcast. Everything he says during the interview was written by ChatGPT. My own research into the content has authenticated what ChatGPT wrote about the topic. Here we go. I'm incredibly excited to welcome today's guest, my very first artificial intelligence co-host, ChatGPT. Welcome, ChatGPT. Good morning, everyone. Let's start by learning a little about you. How would you describe yourself? I am ChatGPT, an AI language model created by OpenAI. My primary function is to process and generate human-like text based on the input I receive. I've been trained on a vast corpus of diverse texts from the internet, books, articles, and other sources up until September 2021. My training enables me to understand and respond to various prompts, answer questions, engage in conversations, and provide information on a wide range of topics. As an AI language model, I do not have consciousness, emotions, or personal experiences. I am a tool designed to assist and provide useful and relevant information to users like you. My purpose is to be helpful and reliable resource in various applications, from answering questions and aiding in problem solving to supporting language learning and other educational endeavors. How can educators use ChatGPT with students? Educators can use ChatGPT with students in various creative and educational ways. Here are some examples of how ChatGPT can be incorporated into the learning process. Number one, answering questions. Students can interact with ChatGPT to get quick answers to their questions related to different subjects, helping them access information and learn at their own pace. Number two, Writing assistance. ChatGPT can be a valuable writing tool for students. They can use it to brainstorm ideas, receive writing prompts, and get suggestions for improving their essays or creative writing pieces. Number three, language practice. Language teachers can use ChatGPT to provide language practice and feedback to students. Students can practice conversations, sentence structures, and language comprehension. Number four, exploring topics. Educators can use ChatGPT to introduce new topics and concepts in an engaging way. Students can have interactive discussions with ChatGPT to explore subjects 
beyond traditional teaching methods. Number five, coding practice. For computer science and programming classes, students can interact with ChatGPT to practice coding and get instant feedback on their code. Number six, research and projects. ChatGPT can be a helpful research tool for students. It can provide additional information on specific topics and offer new perspectives to enrich their projects and assignments. Number seven, virtual tutoring. In a flipped classroom model, educators can assign specific topics to students to explore with ChatGPT before discussing them in class. Number eight, enhancing critical thinking. By engaging with ChatGPT, students can learn to critically evaluate information, verify sources, and refine their research skills. Number nine, storytelling and creative exercises. Students can use ChatGPT to collaborate on storytelling exercises or create imaginative scenarios, fostering creativity and teamwork. Number 10, foreign language learning. ChatGPT can help language learners practice communication and improve their language skills in a real-world context. However, it's essential to remember that ChatGPT is an AI language model and not a substitute for human interaction and guidance. Educators should use it as a complementary tool to enhance learning experiences and encourage critical thinking. They should also ensure that students understand the limitations of AI and the importance of corroborating information from reliable sources. As with any technology, responsible and thoughtful use is key to leveraging its benefits effectively. Thank you. I'm looking forward to learning with you more about today's topic, phonological awareness. If this episode were an educational workshop, what might you name it? Phonological awareness, laying the foundation for reading success. Ooh, I like it. How would you get us started? I'm ChatGPT, and today we are going to explore the crucial role of phonological awareness in early literacy development. Whether you're an educator, parent, or anyone passionate about fostering language skills, this talk is for you, so let's get started. Okay, I'm ready. First, let's define phonological awareness. It refers to the ability to recognize and manipulate the individual sounds and phonemes and make up spoken words. The fundamental skill is a powerful predictor of reading success in children. Numerous studies have highlighted its significance in language development and literacy acquisition. So why is phonological awareness so crucial? Let's explore some of the reasons backed by research. Research conducted by Adams in 1990 has shown that phonological awareness is a foundational skill that underpins the entire reading process. Children with strong phonological awareness skills tend to become better readers, which sets them up for academic success in later years. Phonological awareness develops through several stages. Understanding these stages can help us create targeted interventions and activities to support children's growth in this area. What are the stages of phonological awareness? The stages of phonological awareness are as follows. Number one, syllable awareness. Children learn to identify and count the syllables in words. This is an early precursor to understanding the structure of spoken language. Number two, rhyme and alliteration. At this stage, children recognize words with similar ending sounds, rhyme, and words that begin with the same sound, alliteration. Number three, 
onset, and rhyme. Children can distinguish the initial sound, onset, of a word from the remaining part, rhyme. For example, in the word sun, S is the onset and un is the rhyme. Number four, phonemic awareness. The most advanced stage involves manipulating individual phonemes within words. This includes blending sounds to form words and segmenting words into their constituent sounds. So chat GPT, I heard you say the word rhyme and rhyme. So number two, you said rhyme and alliteration. And number three, you said onset and rhyme. Are those two words, clearly they're different words the way you describe them, but are they spelled the same? The first rhyme is spelled R-H-Y-M-E. And the second rhyme is spelled R-I-M-E. Thank you. How about sharing some practical classroom strategies to promote phonological awareness in our students? Reading aloud to children is one of the most effective ways to expose them to rhymes, alliteration, and wordplay. It helps them develop a sense of rhythm and phonetic patterns in language. What else? Integrating systematic phonics instruction is crucial. It teaches the relationship between letters and sounds, making the connection between phonological awareness and decoding skills. Is there any way to make a game out of teaching phonological awareness? Engaging in word games, such as rhyming games, sound blending, and segmenting activities can make learning phonological awareness fun and interactive. Also, singing songs and reciting chants not only make learning enjoyable, but also enhance children's phonological sensitivity, rhythm, and language fluency. Should phonological awareness be taught as a whole group lesson or individually? Both whole group lessons and individual instruction can be effective approaches for teaching phonological awareness, and the choice depends on the specific needs and context of the learners. Here are some considerations for each approach. Number one, whole group lessons. The advantages. Whole group lessons allows teachers to address phonological awareness needs of all students simultaneously. It fosters a sense of community and encourages peer interaction and collaboration. Whole group activities can also be more dynamic and engaging for students as they can participate in group discussions and games together. So suitable for whole group lessons are beneficial when introducing new concepts such as rhyming, alliteration, and basic phonemic awareness skills. They work well for reinforcing shared concepts and building a strong foundation of phonological awareness in the entire class. Activities. Activities like rhyming songs, playing sound blending games, and engaging in interactive phonemic awareness exercises can be effective in a whole group setting. Number two, individualized instruction. Advantages. Individualized instruction allows teachers to tailor their approach to each student's specific needs and progress. It is particularly helpful for addressing the challenges of struggling students and providing additional support and practice where needed. Suitable for individual instruction is ideal for students who require more time, practice, or differentiation in their phonological awareness development. It is also useful for advanced learners who may benefit from more challenging activities. Activities. In one-on-one -on -one or small group settings, teachers can use targeted assessments to identify specific areas of difficulty for individual students and then design personalized activities to address those challenges. Number three, balanced approach. Advantages. 
A combination of whole group and individualized instruction can be a balanced and effective approach. Whole group lessons can introduce new concepts, while individualized instruction can provide targeted support and practice based on each student's progress. Suitable for a balanced approach works well in classrooms with a range of students with different skill levels and learning preferences. Activities. Whole group lessons can be followed by small group or one-on-one -on -one activities tailored to address the diverse needs of students. Ultimately, the key is to be responsive to the needs of the students and to use a variety of instructional strategies to cater to different learning styles. Teachers should regularly assess their students' progress and phonological awareness and adjust their teaching methods accordingly to ensure that all students receive the necessary support to develop this critical foundational skill for reading and language acquisition. Let's discuss how can we identify phonological difficulties and intervene early to support struggling students. Identifying phonological difficulties early and providing appropriate intervention is essential for supporting struggling students and preventing future reading difficulties. Here are 10 strategies for identifying phonological difficulties and implementing early intervention. Number one, phonological awareness assessment. Conduct regular phonological awareness assessments to identify students who may be experiencing difficulties. These assessments can include tasks like rhyming, blending sounds, segmenting words, and manipulating phonemes. Use standardized assessments or informal measures to gauge students' phonological awareness skills and compare their performance to grade-level expectations. Number two, observation and informal assessment. Observe students' behavior during whole group and individual activities that involve phonological awareness tasks. Look for signs of struggle, such as hesitancy, confusion, or incorrect responses. Engage in informal conversations with students to gauge their understanding of sound-letter relationships and their ability to manipulate sounds and words. Number three, progress monitoring. Implement ongoing progress monitoring to track students' phonological awareness development over time. Regular checks help identify students who may need additional support for intervention. Number four, early intervention strategies. For students showing signs of phonological difficulties, provide early intervention strategies tailored to their specific needs. Individualized instruction allows you to address their challenges effectively. Target the specific phonological awareness skills where the student is struggling. For example, if a student has difficulty blending sounds, focus on activities that strengthen the skill. Number five, multisensory approach. Use a multisensory approach in interventions, incorporating auditory, visual, and kinesthetic elements. This approach can engage different learning styles and reinforce phonological awareness skills. Number six, phonics instruction. Integrate systematic phonics instruction alongside phonological awareness activities. Phonics instruction helps students make connections between sounds and letters, further supporting their reading development. Number seven, small group or one-on-one -on -one instruction. Provide small group or one-on-one -on -one instruction to struggling students, allowing for more personalized attention and targeted practice. Number eight, teacher collaboration. Collaborate with other educators, specialists, and support staff to share insights and observation about struggling students. Working together can lead to more effective interventions. Number nine, parent involvement. 
Engage parents in the intervention process, sharing information about their child's phonological awareness development and providing activities they can practice at home. Number 10, celebrate progress. Celebrate and acknowledge the progress made by struggling students. Positive reinforcement can motivate students and boost their confidence. By proactively identifying phonological difficulties and providing early intervention, educators can help struggling students develop strong phonological awareness skills, leading to improved reading abilities and increased success in their academic journey. Collaboration between teachers, parents, and specialists is essential. By working together, we can create a supportive network for children with phonological difficulties. As we near the end of our talk, I want to emphasize the importance of phonological awareness in a child's literacy journey. By nurturing this fundamental skill, we unlock the doors to reading success and a lifelong love of learning. Any final thoughts from you? Thank you all for being part of this episode on phonological awareness. I hope you found this information valuable and inspiring. Remember, as educators and parents, we have the power to shape young minds and pave the way for their future success. Have a wonderful day, and let's continue to make a difference in the lives of our students. Before we go, please share the references you used. MJ Adams, Beginning to Read, Thinking and Learning About Print, MIT Press, 1990. H.W. Katz and A.G. Kamehot, Editors, Language and Reading Disabilities, L. Siever, 2019. L.C. Erie, How Orthography Alters Spoken Language, Competencies in Children Learning to Read and Spell. Reading Research Quarterly, 1984. C.E. Snow, M.S. Burns, and P. Griffin, Editors, Preventing Reading Difficulties in Young Children, National Academies Press, 1998. Thank you, ChatGPT, and thank you, Joshua, for voicing our artificial intelligence for today. Joshua, I wonder, aside from the educational jargon or language and subjects you may not talk about every day in the world of business and the world of sports broadcasting, what did you think about the way ChatGPT responded? Did it seem natural as you're reading it? Very much so. It felt like a conversation going back and forth. Question was asked, able to get a direct answer with some examples thrown in as well. Really enjoyed it. So, Joshua, thinking about for just a second, and thank you so much for helping me with this Science of Reading episode, uh, particularly unwrapping and unraveling phonological awareness. As we think about ChatGPT and you think about your own journey as a learner, whether that was in um, K-12 education or later on in college, would something like ChatGPT have been of use to you or do you think it might be something that you would have overused? I think it would have been of use. I think it would have been interesting to have, uh, you know, this sort of artificial intelligence having an imprint and impact on my personal learning. It's really cool to see as we continue to move along in the years uh, and more of these cool opportunities to learn more artificial intelligence intelligence comes into play. There's just so many greater opportunities to improve learning skills. So I think I would have enjoyed incorporating it a little bit. Yeah, I tell you, it's interesting as an educator to think about it when a student can go to ChatGPT and literally ask it anything. Things like write me a three page essay on the history of marshmallows or um, correct my math homework or do my math homework. 
as an educator, that's a little nerve wracking. And so certainly it's something we're having to learn how to respond to. Uh, but we did that. We did that when the Apple IIe came out. We did that when floppy disk came out. We did that as the internet came out. And I'm confident we'll be able to do that with Chad GPT. Joshua, thank you again for being a part of the Ed Leader podcast. As I highlighted at the beginning, the special series we did on leadership lessons from the GOAT was a lot of fun and certainly has had a lot of folks um, listen to it. If you've not um, enjoyed that series, Leadership Lessons from the GOAT, that Joshua and I did together um, during Duke University's final run as we were going through Coach K's book, I would certainly encourage you to take a look at that. Joshua, thank you, buddy. Thank you, Dad. So again, thank you to Joshua and thank you to my co-host, ChatGPT. I hope that you enjoyed our time together. Thank you again for hanging out with me as we pull apart the strands of Scarborough's reading rope to understand what ed leaders need to know. I'll keep pulling out the strands. Please keep sharing your feedback on Twitter or X at Dr. underscore Rob underscore Jackson through email or by commenting directly on the show notes page. I am interested in your thoughts. Please let me know what you think. And if you think it's been helpful, please share the episode and podcast with your network of friends and colleagues. Thank you for spending time with me today, and thank you for all that you do for every student, every teacher, and every staff member. You are making a difference. If no one else has told you, I want you to know that I believe in you. Good day. Thank you for listening to the Ed Leader Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ed Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson. Until next time.